Welcome to Corner of Hunter and George, Peterborough's art and cultural podcast, episode number 50. Wearingly, exhaustively, I've made it to 50, which I should be proud of, but the last few weeks, maybe even months, I haven't really felt it as much as I should for this podcast. Late night work, this long sufferable self-diagnosed bronchitis I've gone through and bared with has uh, put some barriers in the way and maybe you're going to hear that in this upcoming interview that I have today and I have done it and I should celebrate this landmark 50 and for this episode 50 we have a musical artist who was recently in town at Jethro's Ellen Froze from Saskatoon, Ellen is a folk country artist who recently released the album For Each Flower Growing, working with the sheepdog Sam Corbett as producer. It is an enjoyable, insightful journey into nature, reflection on both ourselves and the outer world, both in a macro and micro sense. And I hope you enjoy. As you can maybe see from this interview, I'm still waiting for my full energy to be restored. So my apologies beforehand to Ellen if I didn't really seem fully energetic, but I think I, 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 I did gave it a good try. So anyway, here is episode 50 with Ellen Froze. How's it going? Great. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah I, I apologize if I, beforehand if I'm going to cough during any of this. I have a slight cold, but... Uh, Where are you? Yeah, uh, I just woke up with a bit of a sore throat myself. Hmm. Yes, it, it's kind of that time of year, I guess, where the temperatures keep shifting around a bit. But uh, hey. mm-hmm. yeah. so, so where are you today, right now? Toronto. Okay. All right. And yeah. um, how, how has this tour been going so far? That you've been, you've been to a lot of kind of like uh, mid-sized or larger-sized Ontario places, but. Uh, I'm actually testing out living here Mm -hmm. in Toronto. So I'm here kind of indefinitely at the moment. Right. Yeah. So I came here to do a residency at the Cameron House in November, and I loved it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, I have one this month there as well, and as well as some other shows too, but. Yes, uh, and I I know it's also, isn't part of this tour in the UK as well? Yeah, I'm playing uh, the Great Escape Festival and uh, uh, whoa, what's the other one? Great Escape and shit. Yeah, I'd have to look it up, but anyway, it's not it's not like in London or anything like that. It's kind of like more in a more of these smaller like kind of like festivals kind of spots locations. Yeah, yeah. one's in Wrexham and one's in Brighton, but I am doing a That's London right. oh, okay. in the middle. Oh hey, yeah. London show, yeah. Um, so yeah, you say you've settled in Toronto. So I, I'm kind of curious. I, I, someone who's, I've been to Saskatoon a few times in my life, but to be honest, I don't really have much understanding of their music scene. So I, I guess if you maybe can, uh, 
educate me. What is the music scene like in, like in Saskatoon? I mean, I, I know you've grown up in Saskatchewan yourself, but still, uh, it's curious. Oh, I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's great. It's, um, I would say it's kind of thriving at the moment, but it's mm-hmm. very much like, um, it's like a small pool of musicians. So everyone's just playing in different combinations of bands. But there's also like, I feel like a really special, like folk country vibe happening that I feel like I haven't necessarily heard in a lot of other places. Like Casey and Clayton have a really unique sound and there's like just lots of, yeah, lots of unique, I don't know, maybe more like isolated folk music in, in a certain sense. Right, right. So, so genre similar to yours, you would say more or less. Yeah, I'd say okay. so. Yeah. Um, and what was your uh, show like here in Peterborough on April 7th at uh, Jethro's? I, I noticed you you must have had one of those tragically dipped donuts, judging by your Instagram there. It looked like that anyway. Oh, I had that on the way up when I was driving from Saskatoon to Toronto at oh, some okay. like, Ontario Robin's Donuts. That was a Robin's Donuts one. Oh, was it? Okay. Robin's Donuts. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah. I know. I had yeah. to. It was yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, um, the Peterborough show. Yeah, it was great. The thing about Toronto that's like really different from what I've experienced in Saskatoon is like people are just like, uh, Ellen, you want, uh, this bar in Peterborough really needs a band tonight. Do you want to play it with me and these other guys? And can we bill it under your name? And we're just going to uh, wing it, like not practice. <laughs> I see. It was fun, but it's just like I'm used to just have like, you know, hunkering down and just like really practicing and people here are just so good and they're so professional and they gig like every day of the week. Mm-hmm. They don't even have time for that. They're just like, Kate, we're going in. <laughs> okay. So it's kind of like in, in Saskatchewan or Saskatoon, it's kind of more like, you you know, well in advance where you're playing and you kind of, it's more of a formal practice process. Yeah. Yes. I see. Um, so for each flower growing, I believe is your fourth full length album. And I, yeah. I guess, I guess in short, how would you describe this one different from your previous albums? Um, this one is definitely just more well thought out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would say, um, yeah, I had a great producer on it, Sam Corbett, and he was. I don't know. He's been in the business for a long time and it was his first time producing and he did a really great job. He just like kept us all on track and I don't know. I, I've always been so folky. So he was kind of pushing me out of my comfort zone with a few other like more, I don't know, perhaps modern mm-hmm. techniques that actually probably aren't that modern at this point. But I don't know. I would say maybe it's a little bit more radio friendly. It's a little bit more smooth 70s folk rock. Right. Right. Well, it has kind of uh it has a slight from listening to it it has a slight uh glistening, I guess I would say, of a kind of a bit of a an electronic sound to it it's not the main sound but there's some elements of that in some of the songs sort of thing yes yeah there's so, some uh drum machine and synthesizer going on there mm-hmm. but the drum machine is like an old 60s one that i have mm-hmm. the rhythm ace it's really fun oh, okay so you're saying <laughs> this is first... what 
this is what Sam of Sheepdogs added to kind of this this album in a way. Yeah, like things like doubling the vocals and like, you know, more synth pads and stuff. The drum machine actually I had and I've been looking for an excuse to use it because I got really into Arthur Russell. Do you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he very experimental and I just adore him. Mm. And yeah, that was a big inspiration for this album. Right. Right. And you say this album's a little more well thought out. Yes, it's uh I'm still trying to kind of uh understand all that's behind it. So one thing we have to bring up is your interest in uh uh Carl Sagan and Cosmos there. So yes. <laughs> and that, that that definitely seems to be connected to the record. So uh, yeah. So uh, where where did this interest come and how how did you yeah. Uh during COVID I took a bunch of like online university classes. Mm-hmm. And I kind of was like putting music aside for a while um, because I I was trying to pass this organic chemistry class, which like I sucked at chemistry in high school, but I was I'm really into plants and gardening. So I'm sort of in the middle, very casually trying to get a horticulture degree. So I made the most progress on that degree during COVID. And then once I was done with that, I was working in a garden patch in uh, downtown Saskatoon. And listening to a lot of science podcasts, and I just got really interested in it. And then, yeah, I don't know. Okay. Pandemic times sparking a new interest, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Well, that is definitely one of the one of the bright sides of that that time period. Yes. Um, yeah. But you've had you've had definitely had some uh, challenges during this too. Like one tragedy you've had to deal with is uh, your recording engineer Jill Mack passing away so did that influence like what was put on the album at all or any sort of sense um well that yeah that was a as a, that yeah, so, as, as a big thing to deal with yes but uh, yeah. yeah but it was right in the middle of when you're recording was it am I correct yeah it was right in the middle of it she got sick really quickly and we were recording at our mutual friend Barrett Ross's studio mm-hmm. and he had recorded my past albums but like, yeah, there was just like a total hiatus in the middle of recording. And like Sam Corbett has gone through cancer himself. Oh so my. he was, yeah, mm-hmm. he was a, I don't know, very understanding presence. And he was very helpful with Jill too. We were all kind of like looking after her, I guess, with our friend group. And then, yeah, once she passed away, when we resumed, like Barrett uh, took over recording it. Mm-hmm. So we were always going to have the same songs on it, but like there's two it's like 50-50, like, engineers on it. But it's right. so cool to, like, know that Jill had such a big hand in it. Like, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it, uh, so maybe not all of it, but sort of part of it is kind of, like, at least how you think of the album as a bit of a tribute to Jill in itself kind of thing. Yeah, totally. It completely is. And, like, I, I think she recorded most of the beds, like all the live, like the initial tracks. And then Barrett was more involved in like, you know, when you layer stuff over top, like, and I think, yeah, Jill must have played. I can't actually remember, but she plays piano and I don't know. She added some like synth parts on some of it. I can't remember, but. Okay. And how long had you worked with her in the past? I'd known her for years. Like she recorded Mm. my like self-titled album. She recorded my Fightin' Words album. Yeah, quite some time. She was like a mainstay in the Saskatoon music scene for sure. She was everywhere, hmm. like doing live sound, 
she didn't do too much studio recording. I think it was mainly me. But yeah, we were good pals. Okay. I can never You have said, I think, something along the lines of folk music can be anything I want it to be. Uh, and what is it you wanted it to be on this album here for each flower? That's a really good question. I don't know. I just, um, Arthur Russell is really inspiring in that sense. Because you know how, like, a lot of people think of folk music as just, like, I don't know, some, like, guy with a guitar, like Woody Guthrie type of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I think of folk music as sort of more like, I don't know, it's very, oh, I'm having a hard time explaining this. It's almost like punk to me, and I feel like you can do whatever you want with it, and it's really exciting. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, I guess people who maybe still think of it as in a, yeah, Woody Guthrie, Pete Seeger kind of Bob Dylan, early Bob Dylan kind of way. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's a lot of different variants of it, I think is what you're trying to say. And, um, yeah, like I, I think I saw it, I've seen before. I mean, artists like you are often tagged with having these various influences, but you said, I think something along the lines of you've been kind of influenced at least a bit by early Wilco. Nick Drake and even Fairport Convention. So there's something a bit different there. I don't know. Um, yeah, I love Fairport Convention. Uh, same um, here. So much... I same here. Yeah. Really? Yes. Well, yes. Uh, part of, part of my family's British. So I, 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 yeah, I, I listened to them a lot when I was younger. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I adore that stuff. And yeah. I was just thinking like, I don't know. Maybe I'm not actually like folk anymore, really. Mm-hmm. I love folk music so much and I used to play in a bluegrass band and I would do the like little folk thing with my harmonica and I still do that when I play solo but I feel like my live band isn't necessarily I guess influenced by it but I guess it's more that like Fairport convention thing 
where it's like fun to take old traditional songs and make them more like rock and roll or like you know yeah yeah kind of uh, give kind of like a modern take on it uh yeah i see what you're saying like uh i mean i've i think i've seen some of your live pieces before and they seem somewhat some of them seem what somewhat bluesy or sometimes they seem yeah a little more kind of even uh somewhat pop like uh that's that's uh, the thing i guess what i'm trying to get at is if you agree with me that like folk music can take a lot of these bending shapes and make them into different things that kind of all things because it's a bit of an open can open thing like folk music it can go in a lot of different directions in other words yeah it can yeah it's kind of yeah i didn't really have a good answer for that one mm-hmm. but yeah <laughs> now yeah, I, I mean, we, genre is something, so, you know, people can get a little too caught up on getting obsessed over. But am I correct in saying, would you say this compared maybe to other work you've done that country has a bit less presence on this album than maybe what you've done before? Yeah, maybe. There's definitely mm-hmm. a couple songs on this one, like Sad to be Sad and Did You Have a Love Before Me? Those ones are pretty punchy influenced. But yeah, less so, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if I am I correct in saying you grew up on some sort of dairy farm somewhere in central Saskatchewan? Is that, is yeah. that a correct saying? Okay. And it, I, 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 I hate calling these kind of like um, stereotypes, but am I correct in saying country was kind of like really kind of dominant growing up? Is that a <laughs> yeah. Statement to say. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my dad would always play the, like, local country radio station in the barn for the cows. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, lots of, like, AM radio country. But then they also had a lot of, like, Gordon Lightfoot and Leonard Cohen and Pete Seeger CDs, like, stuff like that, which I'm, like, really grateful for. Yeah. Lots of, like, yeah, folk in the house growing up. And, um, and these were, like, uh, Holstein cows, is that correct? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, my, in my family, we had jerseys, but, uh, you know, so I, I, I kind of can understand what you're saying. This, uh, bar, this, uh, radio in the barn thing. Yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so you've, uh, so you've say you've been living in Toronto. So this is kind of like a residency you have at Cameron house, which I believe is on Queen and Spadina or somewhere close to there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so I, I, what exactly I, I, I mean, I've heard of Cameron house, but I, this residence in residence thing, I don't really know much about. So what exactly does this consist of and what has it, uh, I know what has it been like for you, I guess. Well, Cameron house has live music most days of the week. There's like mm-hmm. a front room and a back room. And sometimes there'll be like, I don't know, folk music in one and then like a metal band in the back room. So it's really, it's like fun. It's a music focused venue. And the residency is just like, you get a weekly slot for like a month. Okay. So yeah, so I'm playing there every Wednesday night at 10, 10 to like 12 or 1 for the month of April. Okay. And has it been like what you were saying, that kind of like you just kind of put something together at the last moment and just play? Or is it, has it been a little more than that? Like, has it uh, made you like meet a lot of different interesting people? Or has it given you a different take on music, your music career itself? Or yeah, well, I I 
I had a chance to practice with some Toronto, like I'm doing it with a backup band. So mm-hmm. yeah, we did get a practice in. Um, yeah, still feels a little bit like winging it, but the people who come to the Cameron House are like there to like listen and watch music. Like mm-hmm. that's like the main purpose of it. And I guess that's like, yeah, the prairies sometimes like aren't like that. Like it's harder to find like just a good listening venue that's like a bar i see so that's been really interesting and there's i don't know so many different characters to meet and it's just really exciting Yeah, that's that's nice to hear. Like you have people that sit down and listen to saying where what you've experienced before. Sometimes your background noise to their kind of like socializing. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, we have that here too. Don't worry. But uh, it's good to see a Cameron House. Uh, that that's not the case. That's good. Yeah. Um, now I it would be wrong of me to uh, bypass this album and not say about your love of plants and nature and. Um, like um it's which is quite interesting you're doing an album about that where when kind of like i think you would agree we're in an age where that you know those nature itself and a lot of our horticulture around us is kind of under serious attack so uh what is like have you always had a love of this uh horticulture or plants no, I think I, well, I mean, growing up on the farm, there was a massive garden there. Mm-hmm. But when I was a kid, I mean, I took it for granted because that was just like where I grew up. But I spent my whole childhood just like running around the farm and being in nature. Mm-hmm. But at that time, I was like more into like playing piano and reading. Mm-hmm. It was kind of hard for my parents to get me outside. 
But then as I grew up and like moved, moved into the city, I like realized that I really missed it. And I started getting into gardening and stuff. And yeah, I really love it. I sort of see that as like maybe like a future career path. Oh, I see. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. Once I get sick of music, if I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and is it fair to say you have a green thumb right now or is that? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's good. Developed that's good. one. <laughs> okay, that's good. That's right. And and would you say like your both your parents or at least your mother had that as well or Yeah, for sure. Mhm. Mm yeah. And that's like yeah, something I totally took for granted. It's just like mm -hmm. just like beautiful house plants all over the house and just like an absolutely huge like thriving garden. Mhm. Mm yeah, and I never like asked about it like she would make me go weed and I hated it. But yes. now I love weeding. <laughs> It's, it's, yeah, well, if you've made it into kind of like a meditative kind of exercise, that's good, because yes, that, that's maybe an acquired thing to get, yes, because it's, it is hard work, but, uh, especially in the heat, but, um, now, Love it. and listening to your album, while I do hear a lot of the background of plants and nature and that, I also hear like in songs like, say, Long Division, I think it has something to do with like, like what you were, what you've said, I've, seen you quoted saying sort of a song dealing with kind of like your past choices. And in turn, it seems to have sort of a kind of like you being maybe at home with nature, but you also experiencing somewhat of a solitude, at least in that song itself. Is that, is that, is that a fair assessment there? That's a great take on it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Totally. <laughs> all right. And it's like, it was that, was this affected at all, you think, by COVID itself, like at least during our lockdown periods? Long division wasn't. Mm -hmm. No, but I did write that one. I was like tucked away in this cabin and I was like really trying to write some songs. Mm -hmm. And I was screwing around with some open tuning. And I wrote half of it there, then I wrote the other half at this like beach in Saskatchewan which is the Saskatchewan beaches are hilarious because it's just like on this the South Saskatchewan river mm -hmm. it's like not really a beach but everybody calls it that because it's all we've got okay <laughs> but yeah I love going there like hanging out and like writing yeah I'm trying to think of a Saskatchewan beach what that would be like okay um is there like sand on these beaches or they're sand. They're like sandbars. Okay. Yeah. Okay. They look pretty pathetic, but they're actually really nice. All right. Is the water that deep or? Yeah. You, like, I mean, it's the South Saskatchewan River has like a pretty like heavy current sometimes. So you can't mm -hmm. go too far. You got to be careful. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, uh, that's, that's, that's interesting to hear. Um, now, is there any other song you'd say is, like that like a let's being specific like a song sort of dealing with your past for each flower growing is just completely about nature mm -hmm. see everybody knows okay yeah that one's a bit of a reflection <laughs> right right yeah, I was wondering um, when I first listened to that if I'm hearing a retake of Leonard Cohen's song but no it didn't yes I could tell early on it wasn't but yeah yeah yeah. yeah, I thought about that too, but I went with it anyway. Yes, yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
watches by the window. I should be careful not to write my name in someone else's show. Everybody sees. And I, I think I saw somewhere that, like, okay, so one time you just alluded to that just a bit before that you grew up playing piano a lot, but you switched to guitar. Somewhere in like your mid-teens, I believe, somewhere around there. Is that correct? Yeah, I was like 15. Okay. And you got into songwriting because of Neil Young. Yeah. Is, is, there, <laughs> is there any particular like song or album of his that like prompted this? Well, I had the Greatest Hits CD. Okay. Right. The, like, this decade one, is that what you're talking about? I think so. Yes. And then Har- Harvest Moon. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, the classics. Like the first song that I learned to like play and sing to at the same time was um The Well I Dreamed I Saw the Nights and all what's that one called? After the Gold Rush? Oh right, yes. Oh That's yes, it. after the gold rush, yeah. 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 But yeah. that was hard, you know, when you're like that was on piano. Mm-hmm. And it was really hard to like sing and play at the same time and I just like kind of got obsessed with it. Okay. Like I have to, I have to do this. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No. Sorry. Yeah. You're just throwing me off. I'm used to hearing it, Neil's falsetto voice there, but yes. But uh, yes. Yeah. No. Yeah. That one would be difficult to get there, but uh, but uh, yeah, I can I can see it being uh, quite compelling. And his, I mean, some of his work you could say maybe has a bit to do with nature as well, but definitely there's definitely a bit of that kind of like. Uh, individual kind of like solitude kind of nature to some of his solo work as well, you'd say. Yeah. Yeah. I love him. Yeah. Um, now if I, then I, you know, out of curiosity, I was listening to some of your older stuff and in particular, I think a song resonates as I wish I had a foot long cigarette. And, uh, is that, um, I, I, it, that song just makes me ask offhandedly, um, what is your relationship with the harmonica? And do you still, I thought you were going to say with smoking. Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I started playing the harmonica because of Neil Young and I like can't solo on the guitar. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure I could if I put more effort into it, but I don't really enjoy it that much. And I don't know, playing harmonica is just fun for me and it's a nice way to like shake up a solo song right but i've also been wanting to play like i really love old time music mm-hmm. and there's some really like intricate harmonica on in some of those old time songs like like single note melodies and stuff right. i want to get into that yeah yeah absolutely um now so around the time you switched to be a guitar and started songwriting you got in first of this band, Teenage Bluegrass Band, In With The Old. Right? Nice title for a uh, band name, I think. Yes. Uh, and um, I just first uh, first of all, what was that experience like? Uh, was it like two of you, three of you? It was three of us. Um, we all met at a bluegrass camp in Saskatchewan mm-hmm. called Northern Lights. Okay. I was 17 and they were 14 and 15. And... um. Yeah, we just, we, our first thing we did was like we were busking outside of a liquor store and then somebody asked us to play at some trades show in Saskatoon. And just from there, we kept getting more and more gigs. 
and it was fun, but it was really hard because we were so young and like trying to manage this, like, I don't know. We started touring quite a bit. We've ended up playing like Merle Fest in uh, North Carolina and we did, yeah, we did some decent festivals and yeah, we were just so young. And so it kind of fell apart because uh, having a hard time expressing ourselves properly. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But we're all great friends now. Like me and the guy in the band are going to be like in the wedding party of the other gal Kasia coming up in June. So Okay, that's that's good to hear. So it's not like Pink yeah. Floyd, no bitter breakup or anything. Okay. No, maybe it was bitter for like a year, but we're definitely all great pals. Okay. And would you see your your choice of going solo? Is that like you know you're not that old, but you've done four albums, which is kind of really impressive. But do you see that as like one of your so far one of your vital choices in life, at least musically? Yeah, I think that anybody who's, like, even thinking about doing it should just do it. Because, mm-hmm. I don't know, I feel like you sometimes can't rely on... You only got yourself to rely on. Yeah. Just kidding. But, like, yeah, I, I was still in the band when I decided to start playing solo. I think I was, like, 18 when that first made that first album. And it was just really nice, because even though, like, I don't know, if the band was, like, having disagreements or whatever... Mm-hmm. I still felt like my musical world wasn't like completely ending because I could go out and like play my own gigs too. And now both of them have like their own projects as well. And like, right. yeah, it's really nice to be sort of like in control. <laughs> That's good. Well, yeah, it has its advantages being with others. Cause you know, there's things you can get off and learn. Like you yeah. said you have with your producer of this album, but, uh, and I, but I, you know, I, there's also, that conflict with having a sense of control as well. And solo has its advantages there. So, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So for someone, yes, who's been in the music industry a bit, if we count, you know, in with the old along with your solo work, but uh, still, like I said, really, really young. um, I don't know. Is the music industry different than what you thought it would be maybe like five years ago or so or seven years ago your experiences so far no I've just learned more Mm -hmm. and I think I like put up with less things that I don't want to be doing which is nice Mm -hmm. there's like good and bad sides to the music industry and I don't know yeah it's tough it's easy to get taken advantage of Sometimes, right. like, yeah, but I don't know. Now I'm like more picky about what what I do, and it's really nice. It's like finding really great people to work with. Like, I don't know. It's all about the people. Mm-hmm. There's so many good ones out there. Right, right. And what you have picked to do, I'm I'm interpreting that you've enjoyed a lot of it so far, including this at Cameron House, but not just that. Yeah. Okay, that's good, and. Am I, I'm reading you that you're, you can tell me if I'm wrong, that you're not really putting any undue pressure on yourself. Like this is not all or none. Like say, for every reason it doesn't work out, you, you have this horticulture and your love of nature to go along with as well. And, you know, that sort of thing. I'm not oh, saying yeah. it won't, I'm not saying it won't work out. I'm not, that's not what I'm implying, but you just, you're not putting, you're not throwing all your dice in one spot. That's what I'm saying. No, and, like, 
yeah, I would never want to do anything that I wasn't enjoying. I'm I'm just having a lot of fun and mm-hmm. Yeah, I love playing with all sorts of different people and I figure like life's short. I've always loved music. I just want to like see where it can take me, like even traveling wise. I Yeah, I don't know. I just love yeah. all the experiences that come along with playing music. Right. Right. And yeah, so you said like one thing you've gotten from Ontario that maybe you didn't quite get in Saskatchewan um, or Saskatoon at least is uh, like this um, kind of playing ad hoc thing with uh, people and also um, at least at Cameron House people listening to you. But uh, is there any sort of like experience you've your hope uh, like you've had with other spots outside of uh, Saskatchewan that you've kind of like a I don't know, been enlightening anyway. Been in what? Enlightening anyway, or taught, or like opened your eyes to things you didn't experience before in Saskatoon. Like being on tour in Ontario? Yeah, yeah, tour, yeah. yeah, well, to do with music anyway, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, everywhere I go is exciting to me, but um, definitely Toronto has the most like, vibrant and thriving music scene that i have seen hmm. with my own two eyes okay yes <laughs> and like diverse music mm-hmm. like i've spent some time in the southern united states where there's like thriving bluegrass and old time and country music but like here it's like you can see that and you can see like anything you want to and it's really exciting in that sense okay yeah, that's 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 good to hear. And um, yeah, we've mentioned the UK. Is there any other like uh, dates you have pay, planned playing? I think I saw you may have already played there, but I thought I saw something about Kitchener. Oh, I'm playing there on the 14th. I'm doing okay. a little house show there. Okay. Yeah. Yes. All right. Yeah. There's, I was correct. And is there? Um, and you have a few other shows this spring as well. Am I correct? Yeah, I'm doing the El Mocambo thing. Mm-hmm. Is that how you El say Mocambo? it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's like a roots showcase. Okay. Thing. I'm just playing that solo, and then yeah, two UK festivals, which I've never played there. I'm really excited. Yes, that I would be excited about that. If I were you, yes. Yeah. I want to go check out the Cecil Sharp Folk mm-hmm. School Folk House. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. Okay, that's that's great, and um, and so uh, I yeah. So we've is this I guess this album itself, like you said, is more thought out than what you've done before. Um, like, is this the longest you've sort of spent songwriting on an album before, or would you would you say that's correct or? Yeah, like had I'd sort of I... like a direct theme that you wanted to follow for this an album sort of thing. I don't think I necessarily had a direct theme, but I definitely have put more effort into the songs this time around, and I think mm-hmm. all written around the same time and like headspace. Like in the other, I don't know, the last album, it was sort of like, you know how you like write a snippet of a song, and then like five years later, you like write another snip. Well, that's kind of what I do. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, this could be a song. You like yeah. piece it together, and okay, now I have a song, but it's not really 
current to you anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd say this album was very in the moment of the making of. Right, right. (laughs) Okay, that's well, that's good to hear. So um, now, how can your album, your fans follow you? Where where do you suggest they go to if as it? Um, I'm pretty active on Instagram, but if they're mm-hmm. gonna listen to, I don't know, Bandcamp's always nice. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm on all the Spotify and everything too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think uh, speaking again from a Peterborough perspective, uh, we were quite lucky to have you drop by. That's quite nice. Uh, Love Peter. Yeah, that that business you're at hasn't been in operation that long, but it's it's they usually are after people with kind of like a country folk kind of. Well. Yeah, it was wonderful. Yeah, that's, I, I'm, I'm really glad you got to, you got to come by. And, uh, yeah, I, uh, I really have enjoyed listening to your album. And, uh, yeah, I hope, uh, I hope we get to hear a lot more from you in the future anyway. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Thank you. Someone else's show 